All right. Let's see, I wanted to preach tonight uh, about forgetting the past. Amen. Turn over the Bibles to uh, Philippians chapter 3. Amen. 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 Pastor, I think this is your life verse coming up. And be found in him, starting at verse 9, and be found in him not having mine own righteousness, which is of the law, but which is, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith, that I may know him in the power of his resurrection and the fellowship yeah. of his sufferings, being made conformable unto his death, yeah. if by any means that I may attain to, unto the resurrection of the dead, not as though I had already attained, either which have already per perfect, but I follow after, if that I may apprehend that for which I am also apprehended of Christ Jesus. Brethren, I count not myself to apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. I press uh, toward the mark of, for the prize of the high calling of God and Christ Jesus. Amen. Let us therefore, as many as be perfect, be thus minded. And if anything ye be otherwise minded, God shall reveal even this unto you. Amen. Now, I believe this... Personally, for me, first, uh, not First Corinthians. That's good too. Philippians three thirteen has always been my life for us, though, because I've had a lot to forget in my life. I mean, being lost for a good twenty some years, though, it kind of takes a toll on you, doesn't it, preacher? I mean, uh, and I, I, I look at people who are still lost. My dad's uh, like uh, fifty six. Look at him, and oh my goodness, that's so much baggage. I mean, if I barely got saved when I was twenty, though. I can't imagine being lost 50 years. Or uh, Brother Bill was talking about uh, his grandma getting saved at 86. Wow. Oh, my goodness. I can't imagine being lost that long. Yeah, yeah. It was bad enough at 20, let alone 86. Man. But anyway, you know, uh, you know, it's the person who wrote this passage, though. What? You guys would consider Paul the greatest recorded Christian in history, right? right. Well, he had a lot to forget, didn't he? Yeah. I mean, didn't he persecute the church of God? Right. Over in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 5. Uh, I'm not chapter 5, I'm sorry, chapter 15. <laughs> Forgive me. For I am the least of the apostles that am not meet to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. Yeah. And His grace which was bestowed upon me was not in vain, but I labored more abundantly than they all. Yet not I, but the grace of God which was within me. You know, folks, I mean, hindsight may be 20-20, but we can't always be caught up in the past. Yeah. Because you know what? If you're always looking back, if you're always looking back, not only are you going to go slower, but you're going to trip uh, and get yourself in the same mess Man, that you were in the first place. You know, you just you can't always go back. You know one thing my dad always drilled into me? She always got to go forward, forward, forward. He also said, though, if you're always not willing to make a mistake, you're not going to amount to anything in life. Amen. I mean, the difference between a successful person and an unsuccessful person is usually determined on how they manage mistakes and risks. Yeah. I mean, if you can actually, if you actually, I mean, any person can make a mess, but not a whole lot of people are willing to make, uh, clean up their mess. Yeah. And you know, I just thank God that Christ cleaned up my mess for me. Amen. I don't have to worry about it. Amen. I mean, uh, amazing grace, how sweet it sound that saved a wretch like me. Amen. 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 <laughs> And you know something, though? I mean, it's just, uh, oh, man. You can get really caught up, though, if you always dwell in the past. I'm not, I'm not saying don't, don't um, 
don't ever learn from the past, but just don't live in it. Don't Amen. get caught up in it. Amen. Right, that, that's my first part, and it's just not to get, not always, don't get hung up on the guilt, though. I mean, it's in the past. Amen. Let it go. Right, Second point. I'm not going to preach too long because I'm looking for Doug Parks preaching. But uh, second point I have is you got to forget all past grief. Look over at, uh, at David at Psalm, uh, not Psalm, 2 Samuel chapter 12. start over on verse 15. And Nathan departed unto his house. And the Lord struck the child that Uriah's wife bare unto David, and he was very sick. David therefore besought God for the child, and David fasted, and he went in, and he lay all night upon the earth. And the elders of his house arose, and went unto him to raise him up from the earth. But he would not, neither did he eat bread with them. And it came to pass on the seventh day that the child had died. And the servants of David feared to tell him that the child was dead. For they said, Behold, while the child was yet alive, we spake unto him. And he would not hearken unto our voice. He will then vex himself if we tell the him that the child is dead. But when David saw that his servants whispered, David perceived that the child was dead. Therefore David said unto his servants, Is the child dead? And they said, He is dead. Yes. And then David arose from the earth and washed, anointed himself, and changed his apparel and came into the house of the Lord and worshipped. And he came to his own house, and when he were required, they set bread before him, and he did eat. Then he said his, servant, uh, then said his servants unto him, What thing is this that thou hast done? Thou hast did fast and weep for the child while it was alive. But when the child was dead, thou didst rise and eat bread. And he said, While the child was yet alive, I fasted and I wept. For I said, Who can tell whether God will be gracious to me, that the child may live? But now he is dead. Wherefore should I fast? Can I bring him back again? I shall go to him, but he shall not return unto me. Amen. Now, folks, I mean, David, he might have committed a sin with Bathsheba and with Uriah. And that was wrong with what he did. I mean... That's, uh, I mean, when you go to Hollywood, I mean, that's the all thing that they like to preach about besides David and Goliath is Bathsheba and David. You know what? David might have been a great sinner, but he was also a great repenter. Yeah, that's right, and you know something? One of the things about repenting and about forgiving, uh, forgiving others is you also have to forgive yourself. I mean, that's one thing David did. I mean, he repented. I mean, he was grieved at his sin. But you know what? He, there was always a time to move on. Over in Ecclesiastes, um, I think it's chapter 3. I, I, I could be wrong. I'm, I'm, mis, I'm probably going to misquote it, but uh, it's basically that there's a time to dance, a time to die, a time of war, and a time of peace. A time to mourn, and a time to dance. And that's a loose paraphrase, of course, but um, you know something? No, I mean, we always have to, I mean, timing is key to everything. You need to learn what to do something, when to move on. You can't always get stuck. I mean, if you, I mean, you know what the worst water is? It's still water. It's water, that's why, uh, one thing about lukewarm, though, it's stagnant. It always gets uh, infested with germs and all that, though. Versus if it's, like, running current, it will always, like, clean itself that way. It yeah. keeps it purified by moving. But uh, anyway, you know, the one thing, though, with David, though, that I've noticed, though, 
And these are these always these verses are probably the most terrifying for me. I believe it's over in Deuteronomy that be sure your sin will find you out. And probably the most terrifying for me is over in uh, Galatians where it says, Be not deceived, God is not mocked. Whatever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. That's terrifying for me. Amen. <laughs> but you know what? That's also a positive verse too. I mean, we, we did some sowing this weekend, did we not? That's right. And you know what? Be not deceived, God is not mocked. We're going to reap one of these days, folks. Amen. I mean, Amen. if anything, I, you know, I honestly believe that we put a uh, smile on our Savior's uh, face this weekend. Amen. We uh, hung up our own self-interest. I mean, we could have went to the movies and we could have uh, went to uh, the Super Bowl or watched the Super Bowl at home. But instead, we were at church serving the Lord, out street preaching, passing out tracts. And you know something, though, that might burn the flesh a little bit. You know, it's, it's sure going to turn out well in the judgment seat of yeah. Christ, though. I mean, Gold, silver, and precious stones and all that. I mean, I'm looking forward to that versus the chaff that will be burning away. You know what I mean? Yeah. Amen. But, uh, you know, something, no, after David, after he did all this, though, he wrote the number one song on repentance, though. Psalm 51. Yes, he did. Bro. Oh, my goodness. I mean, that, that, I mean, if any psalm will bring a tear to my eye, that one will. Amen. That also is Psalm 119, which also, the very last verse in it is, uh, I've gone astray like a lost sheep. I'm like, yeah, that guy had it right. I mean, that guy, I mean, he was a man after God's own heart. Yes, he, he didn't dwell on his sin and his grief. But you know what he did dwell on? He dwelt on the Lord and on his word. Amen. Amen. I mean, you know, there's a lot of truth in the saying, forgive and forget. Right. I'm just saying, I mean, there's a lot of truth in some uh, common sayings out there in the world, folks. Amen. I mean, I, but you know what? You wanted to... Did you guys want to know a tip on how not to screw things up and avoid making mistakes? A wise man will learn from his own mistakes. A wiser man will learn from somebody else's. Amen. And uh, 1 Corinthians 10. Let's see. All right. I'll start at verse 1. Moreover, brethren, I would not that you be ignorant how that all of our fathers passed under the, were under the cloud and all passed through the sea. And were all baptized unto Moses in the cloud in the sea. And did all see, eat the same spiritual meat. And did all drink the same spiritual drink. For they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them, and that rock was Christ. But with many of them God was not well pleased, for they were overthrown in the wilderness. Now these things were our examples to the intent that we should not lust after evil things as they also lusted. Now that be idolaters, as, some, uh, as were some of them, as it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. Neither let us commit fornication as some of them committed and, and fell in one day three and twenty thousand. Neither let us tempt Christ as some of them also tempted and were destroyed as serpents. A little rabbit trail right here, but uh, you remember over in Indiana Jones where Indiana Jones was uh, stuck in that snake pit, though? Mm -hmm. Wouldn't that be a horrible thing to be uh, killed by snakes? Honestly, I, yeah. that is like one of the worst ways you could possibly die. But anyway, that's a rabbit trail. I'm sorry. But, uh, but you know what, though? Neither murmur ye as some of them also murmured and were destroyed of the destroyer. Now all these happened unto them for in samples that they were written for our admonition upon whom the ends of the world are come. Wherefore, let, any, let him that thinketh that he stand take heed lest he fall. 
So, I mean, it's, we need to take heed. I mean, it's just, there's one thing, I mean, it's like I was saying before, though. I mean, if you keep on looking back, you're bound to trip. You got to look forward to the word and toward his, uh, the word and the Lord. That's the key. Amen. Learn from someone else's mistakes, not just your own. I mean, oh boy. Amen. All right. All right, another thing, though, point three. We need to forget all past grudges. Amen. I have to confess that's a lot easier said than done. Um, Bible says over in Ephesians 4, verses 31 and 32, But all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And be ye tender, uh, be kind to one another, tender hearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. And like I said, that, that's hard for me because some time ago I was royally screwed with by my own kin. I mean, it crippled me until I was about 20. And it's pretty sad when people who call themselves Christians screw you more than people who are lost. Amen. My stepmom, my dad, they, they treated me right, but it just... And, you know, it's, it's hard to... It, it's sometimes hard, especially when your own family is the one that, uh, that basically uh, messed you up. But, uh, you know something, though? I was, I was able to forget about it and able to forgive them only by the grace of God Amen. and through Jesus Christ. You know, over in uh, Hebrews 12... 15. You don't have to turn there, but I'll read it to you guys. Follow peace with all men and holiness, for without which no man shall see the Lord, looking diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness spring up troubling you, thereby many be defiled. Yes. Now, can I ask you guys a question? What is the uh, original problem in this uh, this verse right here? Root of bitterness? Would that be? No. Failing. It's failing of the grace of God. Yeah. That's what happens then you become bitter. Bitterness is probably the worst. You know how the saying, misery loves company? Mm -hmm. uh, you don't want to just... And here's the thing, though. Bitter people, they complain when you don't want to call or visit them, though. But honestly, I... I don't. I have enough problems with my problems. I don't need to listen to yours. Uh, it's just. I mean, there's. If you want to help, I can try and help you. But if you're just going to complain and be bitter about something, I don't want to be defiled by you. Amen. Oh boy. Ooh. To yeah. And finally, my last point. We need to forget past glories. Amen. I look over at Job 29. I call this Job's resume. I won't read all of this, but oh, that were I were as in the months past, as in the days when God preserved me, when his candle shined upon my head, and when he was by his light, I walked through darkness. I was in the days of my youth when the secret of God was upon my tabernacle. When the Almighty was yet with me, and when my children were about me, when I washed my steps with butter, and the rocks poured me out rivers of oil, and when I went through the gate through the city, when I prepared my seat in the streets, young men saw me and hid themselves, and aged men stood, uh, arose and stood up. Princes refrained talking, and laid their hand on their mouth. 
The nobles hid their peace, and their tongue cleaved to the, the roof of their mouth. And we'll skip down to verse 20. My glory was fresh in me. Oh, your glory now, Job. My glory was fresh in me, and my bow, my bow, was renewed in my hand. And unto me men gave ear, and waited, and kept silence at my counsel. And after my words they spake not again, my speech dropped upon them. And they waited for me as for the rain, and they opened their mouth wide as for the latter rain. And if I laughed on them, they believed it not, and the light of my countenance they cast not down. I chose out their way, and sat chief, and dwelt as a king in the army, as one that comforteth the mourners. You know something, though? I mean, it's good to have victory in the past, but you can't always rest on your laurels, or you're not going to do anything in the future. Amen. I mean... <clears throat> Isn't that one of the things that the devil will get comfort in in hell, though, is all the people he ended up damning, all the past that he's end up wrecking? I mean, that doesn't do you any good, though, in the present distress. But you know how Job got right? He looked, eventually, he stopped looking at his blessings and himself, and he looked at the blessor, the Lord Jesus Christ. I mean, ultimately, that's what it is. My goodness. And you know what? I mean, we can't always hold on to past uh, successes. We can't hold on on past grudges. I mean, I know there's a lot of wicked people out here. We got one in the White House. I mean, some wise guy said, a recession is when your friend loses his job, a depression is when you lose your job, and a recovery is when Obama loses his job. Amen. Sorry, I just had to throw that in. That's a good one, brother. The point is, though, is we can't always look toward the world. We can't look toward the world, the flesh, or the devil. We look toward our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And with that, brother, I'm going to let you come up.